0: It's the week of September 30th, and this is MASHcast number 100. Those buttons, cast i am jared and i'm here with nick zelenkevich hey deja vu and uh joel couture
1: how's it going to that guy who put the nice comment on my bunny must die review which is like a hundred years old by internet terms thank you guy on the internet
0: yes i kind of saw your reply to that but like i was in the car so i couldn't read your full reply
1: i basically said thank you in a long way I I don't think it was particularly interesting.
0: Oh, okay, because it looked really long when I looked at the comment.
1: I don't remember what I said. I might have been hammered. (laughs)
0: Okay, well, that explains everything. But, uh, yes, welcome back. This is MASHCAST number 100. Um, But to be honest with you, this is, uh, technically speaking, 100-2 because we recorded a MASHCAST 100. And what happened was... That week I had had some major PC failures, and I wasn't able to get the uh, the recording out uh, like I thought I would. So that's the old MashCast 100. This is the new and improved MashCast number 100. And uh, I guess what? Be, what better way to you know what way to start it off better than you know beginning a season five, five seasons strong. Wow. That's like
2: Breaking Bad. Yeah, if we split this in two, then we'll we'll get to the finale.
0: Yeah, that I probably won't like. <laughs> <laughs> hey. to each his own, right? But uh let's let's get started. Let's let get back into what we normally do. Uh Nick, what have you been playing?
2: Whew. <sighs> what have I been playing? Um let's see. I played some Madden twenty five, um, which I got because I wanted the uh I wanted to pre-order bonus off Amazon of the NFL Sunday ticket. Um, fundamentally, it's Madden. Uh, I haven't really played it much since the 2004 version. I played the 2006 version a little bit. Um, I don't have to- the time to devote to that like I used to. I used to play the whole franchise mode out for decades until everybody in my league was virtual because all the real players had retired generations ago. Um, and so it's, it's it's hard for me to really know, like, as far as what changes they've made uh, since, you know, last year's Madden, as far as how they affect the game. But, um, I don't know, fundamentally, it feels, you know, feels like the Madden of old. Uh, the graphics, you know, on the PS3 are, are good. Um, if you kind of look at them sideways and squint a little bit, they look like, they almost look real. They've got some, like, motion blur going on there with the backgrounds that it actually kind of... If you're not paying close enough attention, you, you, know, you can ignore some of the, the jitter that happens as the animations sync up, and it almost looks real. Um, so that's not bad. My biggest complaint with Madden 25 is the introduction of the ultimate team. At least, in, and I, I assume it's the introduction because I, I didn't play last year to know if this had that then. But basically, in addition to the regular franchise mode that you can play through, where you play as the player or the coach or the owner, um, you have this ultimate team, which is effectively a... Card collecting game, and I, I feel like I need to apologize because many times I've, I've part, mostly out of Devil's Advocate, but partly to to sort of uh, balance out the criticism, I feel, I feel like I've defended EA and a lot of their 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 positions regarding you know microtransactions, and in this case, they have but attached microtransactions to a game that did not need that at all, um, and you because what it is is you you get these packs of cards, and the cards are players. And so you assemble a football team out of these cards. And the beautiful part of it is that the cards are limited use, because each player has a contract. And so, as you play the games, the contracts eventually expire, and the only way you can continue to use the cards is if you Buy contract extensions. Well, you, you buy the the packs of cards, and then sometimes you get contract extension cards. So fundamentally, every card that you get in your deck, it has a life a lifespan, and it just feels completely tacked on and, and like a complete money grubbing scheme. And it really, it's I think it's a large reason why I didn't play Madden more often. Um, and, that, and that says something too, because as part of the pre order deal, I got. Uh, for the entire duration of the NFL season, I, I'm entitled to one free pack of cards, so I can be stocking my deck and getting, you know, my RG3 cards and all that. And I don't care. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it just, it just feels like they were like, how can we monetize Madden? Because they can't. Like, if they actually touch the actual classic Madden game, as far as, oh, if we make you pay for roster updates, if we make you pay, you know, God forbid, Ultimate Team was the actual way they implemented, you know, the real teams. Um, You know, I mean, their heads would roll. Um, so it's it's really a completely unnecessary mode, but it's it's promoted very heavily within the game. And it, it's a little disturbing. Um, the one thing that I will say that I did like, though, is that they've incorporated news feeds uh, that actually pull from NFL.com. So, like, just when you sign into the game, like, you know, like after week one of the NFL season, I was like, oh, I feel like playing some Madden now because I just watched 12 hours of football straight. Right. And uh, it was kind because of that's feels- not enough exactly it was kind of neat to sign in and then see like the scores from all the games that i just walked at the bottom of the screen rolling by and it took me a minute to realize that they, like i was thinking like oh they must have like some you know like I, I'm, I'm playing in like the preseason so this must be the other games from that week no these these were the real games i thought i thought that was kind of neat so i mean there is some there is some nice stuff that they're doing with the online integration but that that ultimate team um that was not ultimate in the least well yeah, they
0: had warned that they were going to start trying to do you know, microtransactions and everything, even for games that they don't yep. need, it, like Madden. Yep. And this is the result. Well, you know, something tacked on. And I, and I think, and I'm not a Madden fan in the least, so I don't have it. I haven't had a Madden for God knows how long. Actually, the last Madden I enjoyed was like Madden 93 or 94. Wow. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, because things were simple back then. You know, I was on the le- If I was on the left side, I'd do a throwing play. If I- no, if I was on the left side, I'd do a running play. If I was on the right side, I'd do a throwing play. That was it. That was, that was as far as my, uh, you know, football tactics went at the time, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> but, yeah, but nice. um, yeah, I think like players kind of get pissed when there is something added to the game that they, like that it feels like it's a total waste because that's dev time that went to waste. You know, it was shoehorned in
2: so I yeah well yeah and it's it's not i don't i, I mean it's I don't, I don't know i don't know how much dev time they're they're spending on working on that insofar as the the fundamental game is still Madden football but yeah it did i don't know as soon as i saw that my like stomach turned a little bit and i felt dirty just for owning it but
0: uh well madden did uh it did not make as much money as it did last year that's for sure Madden That's... and FIFA are suffering in sales. Like I think FIFA sales went down by twenty five percent.
2: You know, I, I bet you though it's probably because there's probably a fair number of people who are waiting for the, the next gen consoles. You think yeah. so? Like, I would think so. I think enough. I, th- I, I think if
0: you're if you're gonna get a next gen console, you're probably just gonna get whatever games you 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 know you want, with it, whether whether it be Madden or not. Not to mention. Oh, uh, you can always trade in Madden for a credit. Actually, no. Madden's one of those games that ga- I think GameStop, if you trade in Madden, or uh, yeah, I think it's like if you trade in Madden and get the next gen version of it,
2: they'll give it to you for free. Yeah, but your save game save still doesn't. Path. Your save game still doesn't copy over.
0: Well, then you so. just move it. You just start playing again. Wouldn't you want that full next gen experience? You know. The yeah. basketball the lebron james hairline going back further and further like <laughs> you know it's getting more realistic
2: uh no but uh i don't know i i, I maybe it's maybe ultimate team soured people on the franchise maybe it's the console transition yeah. who who knows but you
0: know, a lot of people have been getting sour on the madden franchise for quite some time but it's like yeah. abuse they keep buying the games anyway
2: um, I heard, and, and this is completely unsubstantiated rumor, and I just want to check to see if anyone else happens to have heard this. Um, but I heard that the EA had said that this is the last med. What? Okay, uh, the, the look that you yeah. just gave—that was the same look that I gave when I heard that. That would have been like huge news. I oh, would have yeah, plastered been everywhere. With. Thank you. Okay, I feel, who I feel, told I feel you bad- that? I feel better, some guy I know, I feel better now, and I I was like, I know I haven't, you know, especially since we've been on hiatus, I've been following the news as closely as I normally would, so it's entirely possible something like that may have slipped under my radar, but okay.
0: This person's not a gamer, I imagine.
2: Well, they're a gamer, but they're not, like, they don't follow the the gaming news to the same degree. Uh, Don't slap him. uh, Let's see here. One other thing, actually, one other thing I want to say, I did not play, but I did watch Somebody play, and it might have been the person that told me about Mad. I don't remember, but I did actually get to watch that guy. Huh? Still (laughs) trusting that guy? Still trusting that guy? Well, no, actually, I watched him play the first half hour and the last probably good last two, three hours of The Last of Us. Okay, I got to actually see the ending for that, which, even though you had told me how it ends, and like like watching it, it was still pretty powerful. I
0: did not like that ending. That. The last of us and Breaking Bad have something in common.
2: Well, I think, you know, it might be the thing, too. Well, see, that's the problem, is I was watching it knowing full well exactly, like, what was happening, like, as soon as he gets to the and and what happens with Marlene there, and then, like, so I was able to kind of, like, you know, like, so it's not like I was curious about the ending. I was just more, you know, able to analyze it. But that last, the last shot of, of talking to Joel there, like, I swear, like there has to be a sequel.
0: I don't think so. There's no plan for, for a sequel.
2: I don't know. I, 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 I feel like the way that the way that ends, like the last thing he says to her, and then, I mean, she, she you know, and she, and she looks at him, and that, and the, and then you know, it, it, I feel like, I feel like this was like this was almost like a prologue for a meteor game to come.
0: They the Naughty Dog has said like they, they, they may do more games in the series, but the I'm sorry, then the technically speaking would be a sequel. But so they, they put they said they may do more games in the series, but the the story of Ellie and Joel are
2: over. See the uh see that's disappointing because I want to see like like ten years carry the game herself and, and deal with the fallout of the ending.
0: Um I don't know, like <sighs> Just basically, like the the best parts of that game were in the middle to me. The best parts of it were in the middle, and like the end just made me angry because it was an emotional decision for a guy who really wasn't displaying. He was he was very uh, do what needs to be done type of
2: guy. Well, that's the whole. Well, that's the whole point though, is that. I mean, because, you know, the game. And, and that was the other interesting thing, too, was to watch the opening sequel. Well, because actually, I came in when he was, you know, finishing the game. He finished it and then started playing again. So I watched the ending, and then I got to watch the beginning right after that. And the beginning, you clearly see Joel break. And so. It seems to that regard, it's you know, I mean that I think that underscores the whole point. Is like you've got this broken man who's completely dead. He goes through, he just does what he needs to do to survive, and you know, go, you know, goddamn anybody else. And then finally, the one thing that he comes to care about is his surrogate daughter Ellie, and that sort of that that you know reawakens him to a degree, except it reawakens him in a very bad way. He he made
0: the wrong decision. I don't care what anybody says. It
2: no, you're that's thing. the point. That's the entire point. It, it's, it's almost like it's it. almost an exercise in sort of like because i mean it's one of those things where you look at you know like classic stories and it's always like love conquers all and love is a great thing and here it actually kind of basically says like love will damn us and i th- I think again you know based on my li- limited exposure with the game it i don't know i th- i think uh naughty dog told a very compelling story there but yeah i still
0: think bioshock is better
2: uh yeah I'll give you that, but I I actually played that, so I'm making a Yeah, you don't know, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then finally, the other game that I've been playing is Hearthstone, uh, which I've been in the beta for. Uh, I got to play that at PAX uh, back in March, and then I got back in the beta now. Um, And that is just as fun as I remember from PAX. And it's a little confusing that it took them, what, five, six months to get the game to beta stage after what I saw at PAX, because it feels just as polished now as it did then. Um, and I'm sure that they you know they I mean, they probably made sure that whatever limited functionality they had back in March, um, you know would would work and and they may have worked on other stuff in the meantime. Um, but the game is super addictive. Uh, you know it's your, your your standard you know card battle game, uh, where, you know you play minions and spells against each other. Uh, you know the the Warcraft aspect to it is fun, and it if you know, for a fan like me, it's great, but it's really, inconsequential overall i think if you're i think it's just a good game Uh, it's it's well designed in that there's plenty of games that i've had where um you know i've been you know i've been knocked down to like one or two health and then managed to draw the right cards from the deck to pull the game out in the end Uh, and conversely i've whittled people down to one or two health and had the right cards played against me to defeat me um not quite as fun but i can still respect the game for that um And it it it, it's telling because they just wiped the servers yesterday, Mm -hmm. uh, or two days ago, two two days ago. And so knowing that that wipe was coming because they announced it last week, and I mean they and saying it was going to get wiped over all throughout the beta knowing that wipe was coming i still could not stop playing the game and accruing cards and trying to improve my decks knowing full well that all my work was going to be erased and it's a little bit frustrating now when i sign back in that i still have to play through the introductory quests and unlock all the other classes and and start leveling up again because there are some cards that i had that i missed but i'll I'll, i will get them back so it's 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 a when that becomes widely available, and I, it, it, I think that's coming soon, I would recommend everybody who, who has a BattleNet account to opt into the beta if they haven't already. And uh, I can't. I I think it's it's going to be a huge feather in Blizzard's cap.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I actually even even though it was at PAX, I uh, never checked it out. I finally saw it. When I, I was watching a stream, this chick was playing. It looks interesting. She kept losing though. Uh, well, and she, P- they, they,
2: they did. Was it the official
0: Blizzard feed? No, it was somebody oh. else. It was somebody else. I don't remember her name. Apparently, she's a she's very popular because people were donating money to her left and right. Really? But, yeah, they were like, don- like oh, I was like, oh, thanks for donating $50. I'm like, I want $50. Like, Can somebody donate money? Maybe if I got on a stream and took my shirt off and I could say, hey, if I reach this goal, I'll put a shirt back on. Maybe <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> maybe that'll work. Like, give me $100, you know, totally if you want me to put a shirt back on.
1: No, man, just go on StarCraft and, like, I'll stop beating the shit out of you when you start giving me money. <laughs> it's like, You're being a jerk, (laughs) $10. Dude,
0: like, yeah, but it's, yeah, it was... She also apparently had problems counting, because... Well, I shouldn't say that. She had problems reading the instructions. She couldn't buy the packs. Like, she was trying to buy the packs with gold instead of real money, but it looks like you can only buy, like, uh... It says you can only buy one pack at a time, but when you click it, you can set how many packs you want to buy. Yeah. But it says that in the instructions, and she wasn't reading that part, so she's, like, sitting there complaining about having to do that. They er- have. Everybody in the comments, like, read the instructions. Read the instructions. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was well, pretty...
2: Well, one of the things that Blizzard made an effort to do um, that I've already seen in the, in the playthrough after the update uh, is they have tried to clarify a lot of the instructions and, in and, and general, some of the actions that happen. Um, I haven't actually purchased multiple packs at once. Usually, as soon as I have enough money for a pack, I go spend it. Um, so I don't quite know the instructions that you're referring to, but yeah uh, i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if if that was made clearer at this point
0: mm, maybe possibly but uh yeah they they look interesting though um what else have you been playing
2: uh i feel like there's something i'm forgetting, but I don't remember it, so I'm going to say nothing
1: <sighs> okay <laughs> how about joel what are you doing joel how have you been Oh, not too bad. Just working my way through uh, Lone Survivor again, now that it's out on the, the Vita and PS3. It's the director's cut, so the unfortunate part is I have to review a game I've already reviewed, in a way, because it's essentially the same game but he's added a lot of the content he had to cut out or didn't have time to finish. Yeah. So now i got to figure out how to talk about a game I've already said everything about. But the, the thing is, the content he's created, a lot of it is very well hidden. So unless you're like poking around the game a whole lot, you may not even see it more than like a thing or two a playthrough. So I'm, I'm just trying to play it differently than I did last time. Uh, the interesting part about the game is that you can you can play through it like a regular horror shooter, kill all the zombies, whatever, get to the ending, that's how you play it. Right. But uh, conversely, uh, you can play it trying to take better care of your character because I didn't even realize that I was taking lousy care of the main character. Like, uh, he needs food, he complains that he's tired every once in a while, and I would be like, well, screw you, it doesn't have any effect on the game, you're going to starve for a bit, and we're going to keep fighting monsters. Huh. But uh, as it turns out, I was wearing down his sanity more than a little bit, so he was basically insane by the end of the game, because all he ate were, like, crackers, and he didn't sleep for, like, 48 hours on end.
0: <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like, hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm a terrible person, when I now that I think about it and i was shooting like monsters that didn't fight back they're like they called defenseless fat man at the end of the game's like oh i don't think they fight back at all i just like monster <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah so now i'm trying discriminate. to a... discriminate discriminate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> monster racism does that count
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's well, okay Let's never you know better. it's it's the victor that writes history <laughs> okay, so, so you can just well, say hey, they I was were crazy monsters.
1: by the end of it. So I wouldn't trust my my history that much. Uh huh. So this time I'm trying to do a pacifist run, well, without killing or shooting anything, and it's brutally hard. Although I'm figuring out mechanics of the game that I didn't pick up on before, like monsters will wander past entire rooms, but so long as there's not a door on it, you can lure the monster into the room and out of the current hallway it's in. We're just making a lot of the areas that were hard, even when I was using the guns, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just sort of outsmarting the creatures, so I'm getting the hang of it. it just go, going back and feeding them decent food is a nuisance. But then again, I found a bunch of things at the very end of my first playthrough of the game that probably would have helped. It was like, oh, hey, here's a cook pot. I probably could have cooked some things for him instead of you know just eating whatever garbage I found on the ground. Yeah,
0: that apple core is mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going <laughs> to eat it. That rat. Yeah. That rat's going to taste mighty good. Ugh. Yeah. He also has a stuffed cat. I've been making him talk to. I don't know if that makes him crazy or not, but I have a feeling it does. So probably. I might be sabotaging my playthrough quite a bit. But uh I really I really like it on the Vita with the headphones on. It feels a lot more sort of enclosed and claustrophobic. I don't know. I I get this weird closeness feeling with the game, like it's just me in the game more so than I do watching it on a TV screen. That could be just me talking crazy, but that's just the vibe I'm getting from it while playing it on the handheld in the dark. Right. So really having a lot of fun with it, enjoying it all over again. So I'm going to have more nice things to say about it. Once I figure out what exactly to say that I haven't already said before, because I gave it game of the year in 2012 to, or well, must play of 2012. So I've already said like probably 5,000 words on it. Mm. So this should be interesting. And uh, I played to the angry video game nerd adventures the, uh, the other weekend. That was Really good if you like really, really hard games. Really hard games.
0: Yeah, I had, like, zero interest in that game, and then I read a review, and now I have a slightly above zero interest in it. <laughs> I mean, like, because you really liked it, yeah. but still, like, these games by game commentators, I'm not sold on the idea, because even, like, Tobuscus is trying to get his, his game funded. Actually, I think he did get his game funded. I'm just like, eh, not really buying it, so no.
1: It's funny because it's almost like James Rolfe didn't even know this was being made or like had just at most a cursory idea that someone was making it for him. Uh. I mean, a lot of his fans have made projects with nothing to this extent. Right. So he doesn't have very much involvement in it really at all. Uh, Freak Zone seems to be taking care of it and they seem to be an offshoot of Screw Attack. I I didn't know they would picked up a game development studio or some of their guys can do game development, but that seems how it's worked. But uh, they made a pretty solid like NES game, basically, like with some really good music. I'm extremely impressed with the music, like uh, probably some of the best stuff I've heard since like Journey to Silas or Mega Man Two. Like the guys just got a really good feel for chip tunes, I guess. Right. But, uh, beyond that, the game is just viciously, viciously hard. It's because it's all because of these stupid blocks that are in it, though. These little skull and crossbone blocks that I just thought indicated a hazard. As I was running through a level, I just saw one lying around, I was like, Oh, okay, it's probably gonna get hard from here on then I touched the damn thing and it killed me instantly. And it's not like regular Nintendo stuff where if you're blinking you can you have a few seconds to get off of it. It'll kill you. it'll still kill you if you touch it no matter what. Yeah. The devs just go nuts with these things. Like they're everywhere, everywhere. And once you get a handle on them, I was like, Oh I can kinda deal with these. They start doing things like making them invisible until you're like almost on top of them and just delightful things like that. Uh, the checkpoints are pretty frequent so I mean it's very doable it's pretty much like a super meat boy sort of challenge where like you have to be extremely good but you don't have to be extremely good for very long Right. so I I mean I got through it eventually on normal Uh, some levels I I did die enough times that I I got kicked back to the title screen but uh, I I don't know if I have the fortitude to go through hard or the modes above it because like I, I would lose my mind I mean, God, there's a YOLO mode where you only have one life for the whole game, and I think everyone in the neighborhood would die. Yeah. I'd I just, I just terrify this whole place, just screaming and running around. Couldn't handle it. No dice. Uh
0: eh, well, I mean, I, I know you like punishing games, so it's kind of like right up your alley.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I like old games. Apparently, I should just invent a time machine and go play old garbage. <laughs> I get it's so hip right now to play old crap and hate on it, so... What can you do? This just as now. At
0: least you're in. You're in, man. Oh, You've been playing anything else, though?
1: Uh, I played Montague's Mount. Uh, it's sort of like a Dear Esther kind of... I think I butchered the pronunciation. It's kind of an exploring game. Um, I wasn't sure if it was horror or not, because I got so stuck on the first puzzle that I'd forgotten what the game was about, and I was starting <laughs> to just lose my temper constantly. Right. Uh, instead of just sort of letting me explore around, they threw in some puzzles just to make it more compelling as a game. But uh, the, the the first puzzle is just busy work. They, they want you to adjust three compasses that are on different spots around the island to a specific orientation. And it's written on the dang sign when you figure out how to do it. It's like, turn compasses to this. And I said, okay, well, this is going to take five minutes. And yet I could not, for the life of me, get the compasses pointed exactly how they wanted them. This wasn't asking me to point it in like a specific direction, like a very cardinal direction. It was like, eh, it's a little bit above west. It's like, eh, it's southeast-ish. So I'm running to like these – actually, no, I'm not running. That's another problem. I'm walking super slow. You can see the guy's cane. He's like an old man.
2: Oh, and he yeah. just
1: hobbles along. And I'm looking across the island at the next compass I got to go to. And I'm like, I do not want to do this walk again and be wrong. Uh, luckily it got there's a if you turn the compass enough times it'll just tell you you did it right,
0: right so just, Bam,
1: go to the next yeah. one so that's what i started doing because i was losing my temper really badly mm. but uh from there you start seeing some creepy things show up and a lot of the puzzles seem more intuitive so it got really really good after that i really enjoyed it then but that first puzzle like right in the just first 10 minutes yeah, exactly. Like I was just about ready to shut it off. I was like, I'm going to write the review based on this and just be done with it. I can't play this anymore.
0: Oh, so there was even there was more to it.
1: Oh yeah, like it, like once you get past that compass puzzle, it it gets good. It's an inter- yeah. it's interesting then. But before that point, like man, I, I wanted say, to quit. Yeah. I wanted to quit so bad. I haven't wanted to quit a game like that in a long time. Yeah, that sucks. Well, dark, I guess dark wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, dark
0: is a yeah. I'm glad you were able to get your money back for that game. That's a victory.
1: Yeah, it is <laughs> truly. That's a victory for gamers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they return. should give your
0: money back in an apology.
1: Yeah, they should have said. But they wait, were what's not
0: right about that game being like you know, like a like a Blade fan fiction?
1: Yeah, I couldn't believe how right you are. You were <laughs> about how angry it made me that quickly. Yeah, like just nothing worked, and like. I took the wrong powers at the very beginning and basically couldn't progress. Like, there's like 30 guys in that first, in that uh, that hallway when you really get into the museum and yeah. I didn't take anything that would let me distract them because I was just sort of messing around at that point seeing what worked and I couldn't back my powers up to pick new ones. So I was like, well, what do I do? Do I restart? Because I'm not playing this game again. That's not happening. Yeah, Yeah. The game
0: sucks. <laughs> but... Or anything else, or you're all done?
1: That's been pretty much what's been taking up all my time lately. All right. So
0: I've had a great September in terms mm-hmm. of gaming. And there's three games specifically that, that I've had. Like, I don't know. I think this is my average score for September. Like, I've reviewed three games, and my average score has to be like somewhere between 4 and 4.5. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little higher. The first one I did was Kill Zone Mercenary which I really enjoyed the preview and then I just really enjoyed the game like period like I, anybody who talks shit about Vita doesn't have one because <laughs> there's no way like you can't you can't appreciate the Vita as a, as a device
1: like, it is a gorgeous they're... system now like I didn't really care for it before but just like some of the games that have come out lately I'm really happy with the system now
0: yeah, like, the, it's, it is a PS3 in your hand, and there is no compromise there. There's no compromise. No, actually, I'm sorry. There, there's a small compromise. The only difference between the Vita and the PS3 is that the Vita does not have pressure-sensitive buttons, which only matters in Metal Gear. That's it. Only matters in Metal Gear. But other than that, the, the, the Vita is like oh, pretty much no compromise to PS3. The games look gorgeous because of the screen. Even though the new Vita is going to have a bigger screen, but it's not going to have the OLED screen.
1: Yeah, mine broke, and I rushed out to get a new one just to make sure I got that OLED screen. Because, my God, everything yeah. looks so good on it.
0: It looks so good. I, I don't, are, they, are they only going to sell the new Vita, or are they going to sell them side by side?
1: I imagine they'll probably phase out the old ones. Because, I mean, that's what they've done with every other system. Yeah, so I hate, you... I
0: I do hate the fact that their 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 original systems are fucking gorgeous, and then they cheapen them up to lower the price. Yeah, like I mean, like does real like you know does the does the PS3 right now really need to look a PlaySchool toy? <laughs> you know, like you can pu- you pop you slide the top of them. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like the original PS3, that's something you put in your entertainment center. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, you, uh, but yeah, but still. The, the the Vita is a gorgeous system, and Killzone Mercenary plays excellent on it. I was very surprised by the versatility. I don't know if regular Killzone games play like that, because I haven't played a Killzone since Killzone. And sure. the original Killzone doesn't play like that. Like, you really do have options in what you want to do. Do I take this path? Do I take that path? Do I go in soft? Do I go in hard? You know, Even your armor that you pick up, like you have different types of armor based on how you want to play. You have all these different guns you can choose. Like, you know, you can choose guns with silencers. You can choose guns without silencers, you know. You're going to have one gun that has a silencer. And then when it's time to go loud, you use, like, maybe a shotgun or something. So, for the most part, I played p- pretty stealthy. And it makes good use of the touchscreen for when you have to do melee. Because when you melee somebody, you have to... It tells you which way to swipe on the screen. It's like a little segment. And you swipe that way on the screen... And uh, you know he does this little like you know melee thing most of the time, stabbing somebody in the face, the head, you know, or as Joel will call it a noggin, uh, or the <laughs> neck. <laughs> I try know. to
1: vary up my vocabulary. Come on, yeah.
0: but it's like really cool. Actually, there have these um, these commanders in the game where if you melee them, you get intel. Like, and so like it's like kind of like a challenge because they're usually surrounded by guys, and the thing is you have to kill them first before killing anybody else. If you start killing other people to get to them, um, there's a very... There's a, you, like, not only do you have to melee, you have to stealth melee them. If you just melee them, they'll die. Like, if they're alerted. But if you stealth melee them, like you'll get the intel. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 interesting. The game was probably... I don't know, probably about... five, six hours long. And that's good for a mobile title, especially a shooter. The multiplayer still great. Like, it pretty much has all the stuff from the single player, all the weapons you buy in the single player cross over the multiplayer and vice versa. So it it opens on both ends, and it's just really, really fun to play. Like, I, I don't play console multiplayer, but I have played that since after doing the review. You know? So Killzone a Mercenary is great, and if you have a Vita, it's definitely something you should pick up. Uh, I also played... Well, I'll play GTA five next, but I'll I'll save that for after cause that's pretty big. Um but let's see. Oh yeah, I played I just finished a review for this game called Foul Play. And I kinda heard stuff about it. And we got a review code, so I, I got into it. And it's a beat 'em up, which is a, it's an alright beat 'em. beat-em-up. No, it's more than alright, it's a good beat em up. It's really it's really based on countering. That's what the game that's what it's based on, like quick countering. Because, like, you have... Well, you start off with just, like, a quick attack and a strong attack. Eventually, you get more moves that allow you to do more stuff. But basically, like, the heart of the game is, like, when an get ready to attack you, you counter them so you can grab them. And then you can either keep on hitting them, you can throw them at other people, you can pile-drive them. Uh, and, like, the beginning's kind of slow because there's not that many enemies to fight. But when you're fighting hordes of enemies, it becomes so much fun to fight these guys. But you know, the fighting portion of it or the beat up portion of it was good, but the great... The thing that made the game great was the dialogue between the characters and the crowd. Like, because everything is, takes place... Like, it's a play. That's why it's called foul play. So everything takes place in a theater. And so you see the crowd in the front row that you're on stage and as you're fighting through the levels, things are coming in and out of the background. You know, you have guys moving stuff in and out. Like if there's like a car or something like that, you'll see the thing moving and like a bunch of guys' feet underneath it. Um, you see guys in monster costumes, like with just their eyes showing and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But as you're doing it, like as you're doing the combos, um, you don't have health since nobody's really dying. Nobody has health. You have the moodometer of the crowd, so it's the mood of the crowd, and you have to keep it high. If the crowd's mood goes too low, they draw the curtain and the play is over. Uh, and so you, as you're doing combos, the crowd gets more and more excited, and they start cheering and throwing their uh, hats into the air, and they start doing the wave. And, like, it's just – that – I don't even know if I can play another beat 'em up without a crowd cheering me on. <laughs> like, you know, and they react. Like, if you do, like, a counter right before somebody hits you, like, they react with gasps. Like, and if you do it, like, a couple times, it's, like, a guy who – Will let out like a Ric Flair, like woo, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> as you're fighting. It's really, it's really, really good. I had a great time with the game. I hit play. I beat it in two settings. It's a five hour game, and the first time I I just turned on to see what was up, and then I had to go somewhere. Um, and then the second time I played, I just played all the way through, and it was great. Even though like in the bosses were pretty fun. Um, the bosses have each have they have two phases. So you get their health all the way down, and then they go to phase two, their health goes all the way back up. The final boss, like, I'm not sure if they know or if they did it on purpose, but I found, like, a little trick I could use, and I beat him like that. Like, he was not that fun to fight, so. But it's a good game. It's a great game. I think you'll like it, Joel, but it's not that difficult in terms of beating up enemies. It starts getting difficult to keep your combos, though. So, but that... that, Yeah, yeah. That that review will be up soon because it's really based on the combos, um, and then of course there's GTA V, which I think I talked about before, and I had like very very little interest in, and then uh, Rockstar sent us a copy, so I started playing it. I'm like, wow, like I really like this game, like the game itself. Um, first of all, they fixed the driving. That was my biggest gripe with GTA 4, was the driving. I thought the driving in GTA 4 was god awful, mm-hmm. you know. And they fixed that, so I'm able, that was much better. Actually, the is a bit more realistic, especially in the beginning, like, when you have your base driving skill. Like, if you're driving, like, 90 miles per hour, and you hit a curb, like, you'll probably spin out, <laughs> you know, or if you tap somebody's car, like, you will probably lose control of it, or just driving at high speed, you might lose control of it. Um, but the game's good. I like the shooting. Some people were complaining about the aiming and the shooting. I didn't have a problem with it. And that says a lot, since I don't, like, I hate console shooting, for the most part um so and plus i like and people say well you know when you aim it just you know it aims for their chest and it kind of gets drawn they're like yes but i mean i usually i'll pull the trigger to do the aim but then i'll go up to the head and that's how i usually get kills because especially if you're fighting like agents or cops and you keep shooting them in the chest their you know vest will eat up your bullets so but uh the area is pretty large like really really large like you know it's not that bad of a drive going from the out-of-city area to the country areas, but most of the time I'll just catch a cab and instantly warp to those places as opposed to actually driving out there. Um, the story's pretty cool. Uh, it's built around heists, but I wish there were more heists that I actually got paid for. Something usually always happens, and I don't get the money that I'm expecting to get, so it kind of pissed me off um but the heists are cool because you have to do these missions around the heists and um you you know you do your heist missions and then you finally get to do the heist usually the heist missions are like you need to go find this type of truck you need this type of gas you need this type of weapon but you get to choose what you do like you get to choose like do you take this you know which approach are you going to take on this heist like you know my first heist um instead of just going in the store. You know, guns blazing and robbing everything. I chose to gas the inside of the store and then have one of our hackers, you know, hack the security feed. And then it was a pretty cool getaway chase. So yeah, it, was, it was good. I, I like GTA 5 a lot. I have not touched GTA online because I hear they're having massive problems with it. So I have not touched it at all. My one of my biggest gripes about the game is how they deal with cars. Um, Basically, you can get a car and you can upgrade that car. You could trick it out, put rims, you know, paint, upgrades, all this stuff. You can spend a good amount of money on a car. However, to save a car, they have to be in your garage. If a car is not in your garage, even if you put in your garage before, if it's not in your garage, it's going to get impounded. Okay? Uh, If you have too many cars that get impounded, you're going to start losing cars. And that's what happened to me now. Like, I lost a car that I probably spent a good 200 grand on. Because because I had the car, went to a mission, got out the car. The mission ends with me in a different car. Okay? Then I had to go to, I went to another mission, which ended me, uh, wanted me getting up in another car. And then, like, I had, basically I wanted to play several missions without going back to get my car. And then when I went back to the impound, my car is not there. So, basically, I lost, like, 200 grand in the game because of this because like I have a fully upgrade I fully upgraded the car and I they you have your main garage which is at your home and then you also have uh, a side garage which you know just holds your other stuff, stuff or your your car surplus and like, I went back you know they shouldn't make it so that once you save your car it stays you can always go back to the garage to get it and if you somebody's going to tell me about realism it's fucking grand theft auto like <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying like come on now get with the program so, but yeah. And plus, i a little spoil because of Saints Row car delivery. Oh, you my know, God. I was kind con- Huh?
1: Sorry. Or even just before, where if you, if you get an upgrade for your cars, like Nitro, it's like it works in every car you ever get it and things like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Or the, um... The invincible car thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though you can make cars invincible in this game. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Because even when you get the 100% armor, if you crash into something, the cars still get fucked up. Um... But yeah, the <laughs> that that drives me crazy. Now I don't upgrade any cards. Mm. There's no point for me to upgrade any cards except the one that you get at the beginning of the game because you always have that car. So that that kind of pissed me off. But GTA V, a, a really good game. I have not beat it yet. I'm still playing through it. I'm taking my time with it. You know, I, I'm I'm not I, you know I, I like that I can do that. I have a, I'm spread out when it comes to games now. Like I have I haven't even beat Saints Row Four, which. You know the more I play it, the more it feels like they kind of copped out with the game like the the basically they used the same city, the same exact city, so they just repainted it a little bit
1: yeah that, the, that was something that bugged me about it,
0: yeah, a lot of these scenarios in Saints 4 deal with past Saints Rose, so you're going back and visiting you know it's a whole nostalgia thing, but these are these are like old scenarios that you're that you're going over again pretty much. Uh, yeah, and the side missions like a lot of the side missions are just playing the mini games
1: yeah and they're a not that interesting them. i didn't like a lot of the mini games the new ones they added and they took a lot of the fun ones out like yeah so uh, i don't know i wasn't happy with some of those decisions they made it's, it's a great game still but i mean just a, some of that and like some of the gameplay stuff is just boring
0: yeah like and, and i'm the type of person who i ha- i do all of the side missions before i do my main missions
1: same here oh my god you get overpowered by doing oh, that god
0: like. yes i see what you're talking about like and you get overpowered. you get overpowered
1: so fast well yeah i got a spaceship after like doing like the second mission yeah like you and, get, like...
0: like you there's no reason for me to get into a car i don't think i've been in a car in that game
1: <laughs> Probably not. I, mean, I was in like, one for a couple minutes at the start, and then I got a spaceship. I'm like, well, I guess we're done here. Exactly,
0: and basically, like when you get the spaceship, those little point, those points where you have to kill everybody, like you know, mm-hmm. to, yeah, yeah, there's like a, these areas you have to kill everybody. I just take the spaceship and I just kill everybody from like you know from the air, and I just move on to the next one.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's all I did for any Mm -hmm. of the the ones where a bunch of guys showed up. I just hop in the spaceship, shoot around. Oh, big guys are here. I better hop out and go fight around there.
0: Yeah, so basically it becomes like this big sandbox with you with powers and you can just do whatever you want to do. That's what it just turns into and it's it's a fun game. I did get to play some of the co-op stuff though. They're all versus. Like the cat and mouse stuff. Like basically one of you is in a really big car. One of you is in a really small car. And the guy with the big car has to run over the guy with the small car, and it's it's some pretty funny stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's good. But I, you know, not to take anything away from Saints for 4, I thought it was gonna be a better game, even though I didn't watch trailers and stuff like that. I kind of had high expectations because of Saints for 3. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I did enjoy. Um, and I do think I said I do think GTA 5 is the better game. I thought oh, Saints Row 4. The sense for four was gonna give GTA five a run for its money, but Rockstar shows that they're they're king. That's that's kind of what they do, you know. So, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Um, I got I got into the Audio Surf beta, Audio Surf two beta, and I'll probably talk more about that next week. Uh, but you know, over the last few weeks, there hasn't been too much happening. You know, I mean, there's been some misogyny stuff, but you know, that's that's like <laughs> <laughs> there that that whole topic to me is it's it's coming up just way too much for mm-hmm. things that d- it really doesn't need to be talked about. You know, um, like the the reaction to I think it was an IGN or was a Kotaku's GTA review where the writer was female. IGN, yeah, was I writer, she was female, that. and she said that you know. One of the things that affected the score was GTA's misogynist attitude. Now, the reaction that she got from that was just way, was was way too much yeah. but over like you know on, on the same token and not and don't get me wrong, I'm not excusing the behavior of the people in the comments because i'm not I'm not uh but at the same time, like you really like you are gonna dang GTA for misogyny. Like, you know, like, that's one of those games where, like, every... The entire game... It's it's pretty much... It's satire and social commentary. And most of the characters that you deal with with the exclusion of the uh, main characters are social constructs. You know, they're the extremes of social constructs. You know, you have the corrupt government official. You have the, um... The woman who is... Uh, overly focused on her career and therefore has no life. Uh, You have the black power people. You have the woman power people. You have the, you know, like the, the, uh... Fuck it, like, you know, like uh, Mexican cartel guys. Like, you have all these different, like, you know, constructs of people, and then they make fun of them, you know, through them being so extreme. That's what GTA does. So the ding GTA for misogyny it's kind of like it's kind of silly not to mention if you want to talk about moral like moral aspects of games like really gta is not a there's so much more you can talk about in the game the unbelievable amount of violence that you just play and there is and i believe she played through the entire game um there's a mission where you torture somebody in the game which is actually people have been talking about more now uh but the reason why it's special it's because most of the time in GTA, when you're stealing, when you're killing, and stuff like that, it's to assholes. It's to those constructs. You know what I'm saying? You're doing stuff to other people who are assholes or who kind of deserve it, and it's funny to do it to them. You know? But this guy you're torturing is innocent. 100% innocent. He is not an asshole at all, and it's a very powerful moment in the game. It says a lot about torture. And so like that was... Out of everything I've done in the Grand Theft Auto series, and we've done a lot, mm-hmm. okay, uh, that was the most disturbing thing. I mean, like seriously, and like an hour or two before I did that mission, I, I I put a bomb into some guy's cell phone and blew his head off on national TV. And when it happened, I at the time I didn't know it was a bomb. The guy just told me to put this in the cell phone and then you know uh, you know watch the conference on television. So. You, you, you put on cell phone, the guy's doing the conference on television, and the guy says you know, we'll call the phone, so you call the phone, the guy answers it on TV, he's like hello and it blows his head off, and when that happened I like cracked up laughing, it was hilarious to watch your character's like reaction to that um, and so I laughed about that and then I go and torture this guy and it's like not the same thing, <laughs> you know but like, you know, if you're gonna talk about misogyny, like, you, gotta, you gotta talk about that or all of the other shit that happens in the game you know, but it doesn't. So I just think that digging GT for that was very misplaced, <laughs> you know, but it, like I said, that doesn't excuse the behavior of the people in the comments because, you know, you know, contrary to popular belief, you know, popular belief being that the feminists are so anti-men they're trying to take our stuff, which, you know, a lot of people do believe that, Um mm. You know, it's it's it it is you know a lot of guys are actually misogynists and they don't even realize they're being misogynists and they were just doing that in that comment section. You were kind of proving the point.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're kind of proving them right. Just saying.
0: Exactly. I mean, you can have an opinion on it. Like I have an opinion on it. I just told you my opinion on, uh, you know, putting that part in the review. But like some of the ways they were coming at it, it was just over the top. You know, but besides that happening, I don't know like if any bit like you know, news like that has been big. You know, except for the last two weeks, which we had a couple of things that happened in the last two weeks. Um, actually, this week specifically, Tom Clancy passed away, which uh, I know Nick doesn't really play shooters. I don't know if you read that often.
2: I no, I have I have read his books. Okay, and uh,
0: Joel, I don't know. You're not American, so I don't know if you really even care.
1: Oh, Tom Clancy's still pretty big up here, like, I'm joking I, I have a buddy you. who the only thing he would read was Tom Clancy books. Oh, yeah, yeah, although yeah. by the end of it, I imagine he had quite a few ghost writers writing stuff for him, so oh, probably
0: um actually no i have I, I have never read his books, but I've played pretty much all of the games. I'm talking about like from the original Rainbow Six, where you spent more time on the planning screen than you do actually playing the mission.
1: Which sounds kind of fantastic to me, like a shooter where it's that intense, like, oh, I didn't see that guy, and I'm dead, and the whole mission's failed.
0: It was the the definitive tactical shooter. The mm-hmm. definitive tactical shooter is when it came out, Rainbow Six. That was Red Storm before, I think, they got involved with Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now Rainbow Six is still good. It's a different approach. Like, Ubisoft definitely took a uh, movie-style approach to it, not nearly as tactical as it once was. Uh, and that strategy's been working out for him because it did definitely increase the number of people playing the game. Because I know if people had to play like Rainbow Six the way it was played originally, you they wouldn't even do it. It'd just be way too difficult. It wouldn't be fun for them. Mm. Um, But yeah, like Rainbow Six Ghost Recon, which uh, I you, did you play either of those like the originals? Ghost Recon is like an outside version of Rainbow <laughs> Six. <laughs> like so, basically, you know, you would hear a gunshot in the distance. And I end up laying in the grass for about 15 minutes trying to figure out where I came from, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But so, um, yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun uh, th- those games. Uh, even like, there's only a few games I really didn't like, like End War. I didn't, I wasn't big in End War. Um, but even like, you know, Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon's, Rainbow Six. I even enjoyed Hawks, even though Hawks Two was a total shit show. It, it really was. Um that's because they gave it I think that game was developed by like Ubisoft Russia. You know? Terrible. Terrible game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it, it, yeah, Tom Clancy. I mean his games are gonna continue. He hasn't worked in the games in a long time, but it's kinda just like, man, like, thanks for that. Thanks for thanks for making me scared to go to Juarez <laughs> 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 You know, you know his like uh, uh Advanced Warfighter 2 is banned in Juarez
1: doesn't surprise me, then? <laughs> yeah, it, it makes
0: it makes the game look so bad. But you know what? It is a very accurate depiction of some things that have happened to, into Juarez, uh, happened to Juarez a few years later. Mm. So, uh, thank you, Tom Clancy, for saving my life. <laughs> 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 you know, but yeah, so Tom Clancy passed away. He was 66 years old. And, uh, you know, we thank him for his contributions. So that happened. Um, Half-Life 3's trademark was registered in Europe.
1: Whatever, that don't mean anything. It doesn't
0: mean anything, but it made, <laughs> it made some waves because the words Half-Life 3 came up. And it's funny because every time Half-Life 3 comes up, it's like, oh, more proof that Half-Life 3 is in the works. Like, no
2: fucking shit Half-Life 3 is in the works. <laughs> Valve said that they were working on it how many years ago? Yeah, but mm-hmm. you, usually though, doesn't a trademark sort of imply that it's close to being announced?
0: But if that was the case, they would typically do it in like, like you know, the U.S. and Europe and other different re- and a bunch of different regions. I think something happened that made them say, "Oh, we need to trademark this game in Europe, or yeah, else the brand is in danger."
1: Yeah, some dork on the internet was trying to beat them to the trademark or something stupid like that. I don't know. That'd be more my guess of what's happening because I think there'd be more of a to do about it if this was really something that was actually happening right now. I mean, I, I don't see any reason for Valve to keep quiet on it. In fact, I, I imagine them wanting to say something just to shut everyone up. It's like, yes, we're working on it. Yes, we trademarked it. It's almost done. Please stop emailing our offices. Please stop sending us erotic pictures. We will get it done when we get it done. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, there was recently, I believe it was on the European uh, trademarks, the same thing as well, uh, that uh, it was found that Blizzard had trademarked uh, Heroes of the Storm. And the expectation is that that's some sort of game that'll be announced at BlizzCon, which is coming up uh, in just over a month now. So, it I'm wondering. I, I mean, I don't know what announcements. I don't know what Valve could be waiting for as far as announcing that, right? But I'm, I'm, you know, just based off the, sort of the time frame there. Um, I mean, is is. I, th- I think we can get into a very valid reason why they might want to have Half-Life Three ready for next year, um, which I, we, we can talk about in a moment. But uh, I don't know. I, I, it, see, I'm not. I guess my only concern or question is is not being an expert on European patent law or tra- European trademark law. Is there a reason that you would need to trademark uh, certain uh, certain properties in Europe ahead of time than you would over here?
0: I would only imagine what? it's because somebody would actually is actually trying to. You know, try, was trying to do something with the branding. Either that, or they actually are going to announce it officially. I mean, there's more than enough evidence to support that they're working on it. I mean, it's it's kind of clear at this point that they've abandoned Half Life Two Episode Two, yeah, uh, and they're going directly to Half Life Three, which I'm assuming is going to be on a new engine. Well, at this is, point,
2: is the better question perhaps that not that the game hasn't been ready, but again, they've been sort of waiting. Waiting to you know use the game in conjunction with other products, and now that those products are finally coming to fruition, maybe you know the, the, the you see where I'm going here the, the, yeah Nick is trying to transition into the next topic, not, which not is trying to transition, but I think inf- unfortunately these two topics are very much intertwined.
0: I don't think so, and I'm going to explain why <laughs> why why, they, why I hope they're not intertwined. Um, so let's let's talk about Steam Machines, and then we'll come back to the Half-Life Three Steam Machine tie end that Nick desperately wants to happen. It feels <laughs> um, so. Uh, the biggest announcement that's probably happened in September. It's actually three announcements: uh, Steam Machines, Steam OS, and the Steam Controller. Okay, the first thing I was announced was Steam OS, which is uh, a Linux-based operating system built around Steam. And uh, Valve announced that on a Monday. Uh, a lot of people were cheering for it because, you know, Valve's really been pushing for Linux. Uh, they're saying because, you know, the way the Windows Store is set up, which is total bullshit. Because, I mean, Windows Store has been out for, like, well, how long has Windows 8 been out for now? Like a year and some change? or Something you know? like that. Yeah, and like, I don't see Steam in any danger on Windows 8. <laughs> God, no. You know. What about um, the Windows 8 is its own concern, biggest so. trouble. Well, no, because they, they were saying they were they were worried about Microsoft uh, cornering, you know, trying to corner or lock down the PC gaming market, via the Windows Store. But it's not happening. Like, my, like Microsoft is not stupid. They're not stupid enough to do that. And so, like, everything works fine. Like, you know, Windows is still a pretty open pla- It's still an open platform, period. Especially when compared to like something like OS X. Um. So, I, I, in my opinion, uh, Valve is really just they they're trying. They were, they've been preparing for this for a long time. Steam OS isn't a reaction to Windows 8. Steam OS has been something they have been working on for a while, and they were just trying to, you know, uh, you know, set things in motion to get people ready to move over. Okay? But, you know, SteamOS, like I said, is built, it's Linux-based, it's built around um, Steam. Uh, there are quite a few games that will play in Linux, but the biggest draw is the fact that you can stream your games from your gaming rig to your um, steam OS to to whatever is running steam OS, which is cool. I guess if you want to move around, I guess like, you know, if I'm going to play a PC game, I might as well just play it on my gaming rig, Mm -hmm. you know, unless you have like the, the PS three style streaming that can go across the internet. I doubt it. Um, but yeah, so, and nobody even uses that. I haven't seen a single person that used it. I used it once. It was kind of cool. Play final fantasy seven. That was it. (laughs) But, um, Mm -hmm. The uh, yeah, I mean, and and to be honest with you, until Nvidia and ATI play ball, Steam OS is not gonna do that much, because like they need that driver support for Linux, and not just any driver, or not just not just driver support in general, very good driver support. The reason why games work the way they do, like, so well on PC is because a lot of the game developers are working hand-in-hand with either NVIDIA or ATI or both to make these games work. Or like, a, like a Grid, like, yeah, I think it's Grid 2, like, if you have an NVIDIA and Intel setup, that game will look, f- even as fantastic as it looks normally on PC, it will look even better, like, the effects are even better, you know? So, like, yeah, until NVIDIA and ATI Playball, which they're supposed to be working on Linux support now, but I can guarantee they're not putting their A-team on Linux support, especially when Linux has such a small market share. Like, it has something like 1% or 2% like global market share. You really think they're going to, you know, put the, put like their A-teams on driver support for that? I don't think so.
2: But what about, they have, I mean, N- NVIDIA's had a bunch of uh, graphics cards that have been used with uh, Android devices. I mean, they even put out the Shield. And Android, you know, is Linux-based. Those are so... mobile
0: chipsets. You're talking well, like, the, like, the Tegra, like the Tegra. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a mobile chipset. It's it's different. Like, you know, the Tegra team is probably centered around Linux. Or, yeah. you know, those platforms. That's why. So, you know. But it's still not the same thing.
2: Well, it's not the same, but doesn't that give them at least some familiarity and... and... Knowledge that it's not—I mean, I'll agree. It may, it may not be the A team, but I don't think it's necessarily as bad as like the the C or D team.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna put their worst guys on it. They're not gonna get like the janitor in there to try to, <laughs> you know, try to come up with these drivers. I'm just saying, it's still you—you'll probably still get a better gaming experience on Windows. You know, so like, as of right now, I really don't see that much of a reason. Like I'm—I I'm, will try Steam OS just out of curiosity. I'll uh, be honest with you. I will try it, but I really don't see a reason to switch from Windows to that, especially because that's taking a step backwards. I remember back in the day when you had to go out to DOS to run your games. You know what I'm saying? So for me to dual boot SteamOS and Windows, and when I want to go play a game, I have to tell my friends, okay, hold on. Let me fucking, <laughs> you know, let me do, uh, uh, let me let me dual boot or, or reboot. Or even if you run uh SteamOS... In a VM, you know, in a virtual machine, still having to do that is, is kind of annoying.
2: Well, I don't think I don't think SteamOS is is, is I mean, well, it certainly can function and be used as your PC operating system, or you know, in conjunction with your PC operating system. I I don't feel that that's what the ultimate intent was, and so I think the graphics card discussion. May actually become, I guess, sort of a moot to a degree, given the uh, you know, g- given the announcement of the Steam Machine. I, th- I think fundamentally, that's really why they needed to do the Steam OS, is that you can't have a computer without an operating system. And so, if they, once they decided like we're going to make our own console, then at that point they're like, well, we need our own OS. Those t- two things go hand in hand. The fact that they've Got SteamOS to the point where it'll be a, its own product and available to run on other machines. That's well and dandy, but I feel like that's that's a byproduct of what they were actually trying to do.
0: Oh yeah, obviously, I, I definitely think SteamOS uh, was was really built for Steam machines. But the fact that they announced it separately kind of makes us feel like you know they yeah. also want people who don't get Steam machines to check it out.
2: Well, the fact that they announced each of these pieces separately, I mean, really, this is one cohesive unit, and they split the announcement over a week. Because even then, I mean, there were people who were saying after the announcement of the Steam Machine, like, how does this, how are we, how, like, how are we going to control this? I, I, I assume it'll be work with, you know, Xbox controllers like your PC does now. And of course, that was, you know, the final shooter drop on Friday. Was the Steam controller announcement? So, and we to will a degree, to that. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I mean, to a degree, they, I, I'm not outside of outside of turning the entire week into an event and really building the hype. Um, they, they I can't see why they they did it the way they did it. And especially, I'm not sure that they did it in the right order. But that's that's neither here nor there.
0: Yeah, they could have uh, definitely wrapped this into one one big announcement, or at least two. You know, yeah. Well, I think one. Now the Steam machines are uh, um, are a bit more interesting because they're going to be built by multiple manufacturers. Um, The Steam machines will. Uh, So there's going to be different price points, different hardware uh, that work with it. Uh, Now the Steam, you know, since SteamOS can do the streaming, that would be interesting. Like hooking up a Steam a Steam machine box to your main, you know, to like your big screen and streaming your games you know, across your network that way would be actually be pretty cool. Uh, and I think uh, pretty nice with, with the, you know, the controller, a lot which actually I've been playing a lot of PC games with controller stuff like, you know, Arkham city or Arkham city. And like, I remember me stuff like that. I even grid and I wasn't doing that for a long time. So, I mean, I think that'd be nice, especially if you're a powerful rig, If you be a powerful rig. It, it, it'd be real nice. And you can you stream with the, with the best graphics. Um, As long as your wireless network can handle it. Uh, So that's pretty cool. Uh, There were some announcements. uh, No, I'm sorry. Not announcements, but some articles about how this changes everything.
1: It seems a bit excessive.
0: Yeah, it seems a a bit (laughs) excessive. And there's even one article like, oh, you know, Microsoft needs to watch out now because the Steam OS combo and the Steam... Um, uh, machine, you know, it take it eats it eats away at their market share, and I'm like, uh, not really. To be honest with you, the Steam machine by itself, in my opinion, doesn't sell as of right now. Just standalone, it doesn't sell because everybody's like, oh, you have this massive Steam library that you know you can use a Steam machine with. Yes, if you have Windows, but if you just have the Steam machine that only runs Linux. You know, you only have the games that work in Linux, which are going to be Valve games and some indie stuff. And then, you know, if you don't have a powerful enough PC, you can't stream. Like, oh, you can stream, but why would you even stream if you don't have a, like a decent looking, a decent uh, working PC?
2: I want to you know? say, I want to say they said that there were going to be at least a, a hundred, if not hundreds, of titles that would be available that run natively in SteamOS. I'm looking to get the number now.
0: Yeah, there's also hundreds of titles that run on Oya.
2: Yeah, but I, – I, well, I think that might be – I think that's – the the problem is that for the, the announcement that they made, they really gave us no information. They said, we have a box. Here's, I mean here's the operating system. Here's the controller. We have a nebulous box, and it comes in many different sizes and many different flavors and many different colors, and it's made by many different people, and so we don't – we don't know you know like we can't evaluate is it going to compete with the Ouya? is it going to compete with the Wii U is it going to compete with the top of the line next gen consoles i mean fundam- fundamentally you almost get the impression that it's going to compete everywhere that it's it it, it seems like you know given the number of manufacturers involved well or given the I guess expected number of manufacturers involved, given the you know, assuming that there's going to be multiple price points, that yeah, I mean that you know, why would you buy an Ouya with its terrible marketing and its horrible, uh, you know, conversion rate for games, and you know, it's fundamentally an unproven commodity when. You can buy, you know, when you can buy a Steam box, possibly for the same price, possibly for a similar form factor, and you already have a good idea of the types of games that'll run with it, you may already have a library of games that'll already run on it. Or, you know, uh, most people, I mean, you may not have a, a gaming rig, but, you know, Steam runs on most PCs. You, you know, and there's plenty of stuff on there that you don't need to be, you know, you don't need a, a, a super you know super stacked gaming rig to play most of the games on Steam a lot of the backlog on there you know stuff from 3 or 4 years ago can play just fine on a, a run of the mill pc and so you know if those those kind of games that that does you know just being able to stream them you know for the av- for the average joe i think that does give it a little more credibility but at this point that everything i just said is speculation because they they gave us no real information of that all we know is that the steam machine is an idea that is being worked on and really be you know beyond that you know as, as far as how this is uh, things are going to actually play out we need more information
0: well you're right it is speculation but the thing is like i think like the, the, the current backlog only matters to people who already have pcs because if you're gonna to try to move hardware onto the console market, you need something to you need an app, a game that will move that hardware for you, and a PC backlog from two, three, four years ago isn't going to do that, because a lot of those games, like gamers have have already played on their consoles. You you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, they've already played a lot of those games on their consoles, and like a lot of the smaller Steam titles aren't really, they're not, they're not hardware movers i mean once somebody has a steam box and they see like when they experience their first steam sale you know what i'm saying that is gonna that like you know they'll realize that oh my god this is a great purchase and i love steam and stuff like that but you gotta get there first you can't get there without having something that makes people want to want to buy it if you're talking about having you know decent hardware inside the steam box or the steam machine itself and you're easily talking like at least two hundred three hundred bucks for one of these things you know I mean there's probably gonna be some cheaper models too It's like a hundred dollars, maybe even sub one hundred dollars uh but you know still like it's like they're they're trying to move into the living room, and the only people who would they would as it stands right now, the only people who would move to the living room or, mo- or move into the living room with them are p c gamers as it is you know like as it stands right now because You know, unless they unless they deliver uh, like a killer like a killer app that 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 runs on Linux that doesn't really require that you run it on a PC or stream it from a PC, there's really no reason to 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 get one. I mean, I would probably like me like well, I would get one, but I already have a great PC setup, and some games I wouldn't mind playing. You know, for my TV, like you know, anything that doesn't require a mouse and keyboard. I would probably play in front of my TV. It's not. It's not like I have a problem playing, like you know, a control, you know, a gamepad game in front of my computer. What if I have the option? I play it from my TV, you know. But that's that's just me so far, and I'm already a PC gamer. I guess what I'm saying if they're reaching out to new markets, they're going to need to try harder. Like I don't think it, it. I don't think this endangers Sony or Microsoft in any way, because Sony and Microsoft both have exclusives. Uh, that will never be on PC. You know, I shouldn't say that because actually both of them are working on tech to stream their games to PC, which is a totally different conversation.
2: weren't we, Weren't we saying too that one of the benefits of the PS4 was that the architecture is very similar to the PC, and so this will make PC ports of P, PS4 games much easier?
0: Yeah, but not exclusive PS4 games.
2: Well, how long is something exclusive? Sometimes,
0: uh, sometimes. Yeah, No, but. I mean, like, God of War, the infamous series, Gran Turismo, Jack and Daxter, you know, Kingdom Hearts. All that stuff is gonna be PS3 exclusive, and that's never coming to PC. You know, Halo 4 is actually one of the games that Microsoft was testing on their streaming service on a PC. Um, so, like, yeah, Halo, like Halo, like you know, Microsoft's got Halo 4. They got Forza or Halo Forza. They have tons of games that you know people will buy hardware for. To be honest with you. You know, let's not even talk about Nintendo. <laughs> all they, all the only good games they have are their exclusives, <laughs> for the most part. You know, so I don't know. That's why I don't think like I don't think like this. This this puts Valve. I don't even know if it really puts them in the console war right now, because uh, to me the Steambox is an accessory. It's an accessory yeah. to your art, to your PC gaming setup as it stands right now.
1: Yeah, and I'm not even sure how necessary an accessory is. It is, just from my understanding of it. I mean, I already have the nicest TV in the house hooked up as my monitor. Like, why why do I need this system to stream it to another TV? Like, I, I don't know.
0: That's true. Actually, my computer monitor is a is a OLED screen. Mm-hmm. Compared to my LCD screens on my uh, my my uh, in my living room and the one I have sitting right behind
2: me. See, I don't think, I I don't I don't think that we're the target market for the steam machine, or at least outside of purchasing it as an accessory. You're entirely correct. One, I mean, we already make you know excessive use of steam as it exists now. And so, for us, at best, it becomes an adjunct. Um, we're not, you know. And I, I wonder. Part of this too is, I mean, you know. And I guess that's kind of why I'm wondering. Like, what are the specs of the system? Once we, once we see the specs of the system, and and how like how they're putting the boxes together then we can get an idea as far as who they're marketing these towards because right now it's very very ambiguous and really i think the only you know i mean they have the announcements on the steam website and i think the only people that really know about this are people that follow gaming and you know and stay in the know like all of our listeners and i think that it's possible that these you know it's possible that the machine or the audience that these machines are intended to reach don't even know about these yet but it's also possible that maybe if you don't know about it already you're not in the intended audience and i I, it's i mean you know are they entering the console war yes you know by virtue of they are you know they're stepping into the arena but are they going to be a major competitor or are they just going to roll over and and just sit in their little corner and and you know be lonely i don't (laughs) I really. Go all Nintendo. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, really don't know. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, and, and like I said, like, like this is. I mean, they, they, it's an announcement, but it's not. It's not an announcement because there's so much unknown at this point, and I think it'll be really curious or it'll be really interesting once the beta comes out and people are actually able able to get their hands on some form of the hardware that this is associated with um and, and start blogging about it and, and posting about it and talking about it um i think that's when we'll get a better feel for this but right right now it's too easy to, it's too easy to buy into the hype and believe that you know this is the you know this is the ascension and it's too easy to be like you know to be completely negative and believe that this is absolutely nothing because the way they made that announcement both of those scenarios are in play and it's yeah, we we just don't have they didn't tell us anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just have no idea who this is for. I just I'm not sure. Yeah. Like who is this supposed to please? Is it supposed to get the console guys into the the PC market since, you know, say they don't have a good gaming rig, which I didn't have for years, is this is is this what's supposed to bring them in? Like I didn't have access to Steam until I bought a decent rig. So with this supposed to appeal to me from a couple of years ago, I was like, Oh good. I can finally play all those awesome games that are only on steam. And finally, is that what it's suited for? Cause that could have a market, but I don't know. I, I don't know if too many people can't play a lot of that stuff these days anymore. And if they did, how the heck are they going to get the word out to them?
0: Right. Yeah. I just don't know if it's worth investing as much money as they did for this. Now let's talk about that, that, that controller. that thing like what the fuck is that that?
1: creature Yeah, like this thing like it's it looks like an old boombox
0: it does (laughs) it's It's supposedly built to be uncompromising going from pc to your living room and i have i mean i can't say it's not because you can though you
1: can totally say it's not because (laughs) with a keyboard and mouse you have so many buttons so many options i like buttons Buttons give you tactile feedback. You know when you had to hit or did not hit a button. I love controllers with like thousands of buttons because I want more control. You but love don't the Jaguar less. controller. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I have one in my room. I pray before it every morning. <laughs> but I like I need I like buttons. I don't like it when they try to remove them and sort of. Throw in like touch controls, or have like one button that does four or five functions if you hit it a certain way. I'd rather just have a whole separate button.
0: Yeah, when I <laughs> saw it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Because on the on on the left and right side of it, there's like two touchpads mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, so it's like two touchpads. It looks like speakers. That's the way they look like speakers. Like, I, I mean, I have to I have to use one and see what it feels like. If there's any tactile feedback to it. Because other than that, I I just, it it's like a touchpad on your laptop. I'd just rather take a uh, you know an analog stick,
1: or two. Yeah, I thought that might have been touchpads for the analogs, but I like I don't know. It still looks like a friggin' mess. Touchscreens don't work, guys. Like they they work for very specific games that need to be built around the idea that touchscreens only work very poorly. Like you, you can't do a dedicated like PC gaming rig with touch screens I, unless you want me to kill everybody like it just
0: yeah and like they say it's, it's supposed to be uncompromising and i just don't see that happening i
1: mean yeah. you have so
0: like console gamers when you try to talk about to a console gamer about the control of a mouse like one that's never played like PC dude mhm like the 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 level of control you have with a mouse and a keyboard and a shooter versus the, uh, you know, versus, you know, using, like, you know, touchpads, touchscreens, and analog sticks. Dude, I just... I, <laughs> it, how could you possibly... How how could you possibly, you know, say a controller can even match that?
1: Yeah, how can we go from mouse control to touch touchscreen? Like, I... I, I... It's terrible. It's terrible, even.
0: Yeah, like I don't like you know. Of course, I have to play around with it and stuff, but I just don't Mm -hmm. even. Yeah, the controller does not look all that intuitive. I mean, it looks different. I'll tell. I'll say that much.
1: Yeah, it's definitely (laughs) got people talking, like the UYA commercial did.
0: It definitely looks different. I will. I will say that much. However, Mm -hmm. um, dude, I really, I, I, I I don't like the way it looks. Nick, you've been kind of quiet about the controller. Well, mm-hmm.
2: I'm just saying. Did they even when they announced this, they didn't like actually demo its use. They just said, "Here's the controller. Here's what it looks like."
1: Yeah, it's funny cause because that was one thing I would really want to know about, like especially and, if it's going to look that weird.
2: And yeah, I mean, I I think in this case, I'm just going to have to believe on blind faith that Valve knows what they're doing because. I can't imagine that that for a, a company that has been so tied to PC gaming, you know, and a company that's been tied to sh- PC shooters, no less, um, I can't imagine that they would willingly make a, make a controller, and especially for as long as they've been working on this, and, and we've been hearing about, oh, they're into haptics and biofeedback and all those, all whatever the hell experiments they've been doing at uh, Valve Labs, but... I can't imagine that they would produce something that was subpar and it looks weird. And I mean, I think I'm, I'm struggling along with everyone else to sort of imagine how you can map the accuracy of a keyboard and mouse to a controller with, was it two or three touch screens? And then the little pads on the back, I I don't, I don't see it and I don't, and clearly nobody sees it. Um, but (laughs) That doesn't mean that it's not there, and at this point, at this point, I, I can't, at this point, for what Valve wants to do, I can't imagine that they're not headed in that direction. Um, and if they want to put PC games, you know, keyboard and mouse games accessible with a controller, um, you know, on your on your TV, I, I want to say they've come up with a way to do it um you know we'll definitely find out and I, i'm definitely no stranger to putting my foot in my mouth um but i ha- i have to think that it doesn't work as awkwardly as it looks
0: i think it's gonna work exactly as awkwardly <laughs> as it looks when we gotta use it like, i can see nick at, like the next packs like messing around with it. he's like nope Nope, yeah
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, as I, as I said you know at the, at the start of the show, you know i've I've eaten some crow over you know my my uh, defensive EA. Valve is definitely not e a, but that does, not that, EA. that doesn't mean that I'm not putting myself in a position um to be be throwing goodwill where we're you know to be misplacing it,
1: so oh, you're just telling us to just sort of bide our time and wait till we played with the thing. Nothing wrong with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm willing to check
0: it out, but I'm just like, dude, it looks terrible. Yeah. Actually the reactions to to the, the controllers had the worst reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh to be honest with you. Uh and actually I kind of think it's the the worst way to end that week because people we yeah, like, Oh my it, god, Steam OS, my Valve is the savior. And they're like, Oh my god, Steam Machines, Valve is gonna end the console wars and then the controller came out and everybody's like, What the fuck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> Here's a controller. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. We're that was it. Sure. Like,
2: yeah, but they, they even, like, put this out, like, late on Friday, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah th- like, they were they <laughs> were
2: just kind of like, like, I think they might have been hoping, like, steam machines, everybody, think about those controller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: well, there's much. no other way. Right. I mean, what do you, what else do you do? You announce the controller in the middle of the week? It's like, what, are they just making this shit controller for some reason?
0: You don't even they announce don't do, like, the controller. System and
1: announce you don't announce You pull the
0: Nintendo and don't show what it looks like, <laughs> you know? <sighs>
1: Or but, show it, and it looks like a skateboard with a TV screen in the middle. <laughs> but you it's know, dude, like, kick flips off that thing. Good God, it looks
0: like you know two trampolines that you could jump from side to side. <laughs> um, By uh, uh actually, that's something they could do for their E3 booth. <laughs> uh, I just noticed that the controller doesn't even have a D pad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doesn't this have a D
2: pad. Well, how would? It, I, well, I, I think that might be part of the point, though, is that a D pad. When you're mapping a mouse and a keyboard, uh, you know, like, at least for, for a mouse interface, not so much for a, uh, I mean, a keyboard, WASD is the D pad, but.
0: And then you also have arrow keys just in case. Yeah. That's why keyboards are awesome.
1: Yeah. Need more buttons? They're there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In, in there. to do really complicated things. Don't worry, there's lots of buttons. We can do whatever we want with them. Yeah.
2: In, in their defense, and I need to stop saying that. <laughs> in their defense they did point out that you can still play your games with a keyboard and mouse. So I think this is more aimed at the user who is not comfortable with the keyboard and mouse and who yeah. is, you know, is, is used to sitting on their couch playing with a controller. And this at least get you know, especially when you're when your biggest asset being your backlog, when that was all released with the concept of the keyboard and mouse in mind. Um, at least this makes a lot of that accessible because that that would be a little bit odd if they were like, "Oh hey, here's a steam machine that plays all the steam games, but it does you know, but you need your keyboard and mouse to, to play all the games with it. I think that might turn some people off.
0: I don't know I mean like, if they were just worried about people who wanted to sit back on the couch, use a controller, they could have just easily built a controller with analog sticks. As opposed to those two, whatever the fuck they're gonna call them, I don't even know what to call those things. But, I don't but, know if they're touch pads or if there's something underneath it that you can feel. Like, what is it?
2: I'm gonna say they're googly eyes based on some of the pictures dude, I've seen,
0: dude. Like it's crazy. Like yeah, there's been a lot of GIFs uh, or GIFs or GIFs of owls and stuff like that. Uh, so I put a link in in Skype there if you guys didn't see it. Uh, yeah. Of the did you click that link, Joel? I put it in there for
1: yeah. you. Yeah. That's- Oh, Christmas is coming early. Except I got to figure <laughs> out how Skype works again because spent so much time with the old Windows 8 version. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: actually, oh, wait, I this is really easy. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm so glad we got rid of that foolish thing. Yeah.
0: No, but... I, actually, I, I like Cliffy B's... Uh, his response was, uh, remember when Valve made <laughs> games and not platforms? I remember.
2: Yeah, but... <laughs> But one other thing to think about is remember when people said, remember when Valve made games and not services? And now, you know, and now Steam is a preeminent gaming service.
0: But still, Steam, like, while they were developing Steam and Steam was becoming what it is today, they were making games. Half-Life 2, Counter-Strike, Left 4 Dead, Team Fortress, Portal, Presumably, they
2: They just released
0: Dota 2. That came out a few months ago. Well, oh, Dota 2, yes. They also released um, Counter Strike uh, Global CSGO. Offensive, but that was like that's like a third party. I think they own. I did that. It doesn't feel like Valve proper. The game definitely doesn't play the way that I think Counter Strike should be played. Which is the definitive
2: version, by the way. If you're listening <laughs> to this, <laughs> the... go ahead. Maybe the game plays better if you have one of these controllers.
0: No. And that is the worst thing you've ever said to me, Nick. <laughs> really? Including that racist thing you said that one time. Really? <laughs> he said that one time. Dumb, <laughs> I thought you left the room when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, I mean, of course, you know, I have to give it a chance. And a lot of people are going to give it a chance, but the, the initial reaction is like, man, anytime you enter, you. You bring a controller into a PC environment, you're gonna get what the fuck is this? I have the ultimate controls at my whim right now. I'm using them as I speak. I'm <laughs> using know? them to
1: yell at you. Yes. So how stupid you are!
0: <laughs> Pretty much, you know, like that's, that's 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 how that reaction typically goes. But you know, it's you, what they should have done. I think is had like a Nostromo type controller.
1: Yes, that thing you showed me looks. Incredible! It looks yeah. like what, the only thing I could possibly conceive myself needing. I can't drag this to the living room.
0: You know, that's the thing. I can't imagine somebody not having like a little table or something like that that they can just prop up and put that on it with a mouse, and then you can truly experience gaming power, <laughs> you know, with a
2: mouse and an Astromo type thing. I'd like to see that not not on the table, but like put like a strap around your hand so it's your hand just sits on it and you just hit everything and you can put your hand wherever you want i think that would. what
1: i'm doing right Mm -hmm. now is i rest the keyboard in my lap it's a wireless keyboard and i've been working on figuring out what pair of pants works best with my uh, wireless mouse (laughs) as it turns out track pants are excellent as a mouse pad if you're just going to use your leg really this is is why you're bad at shooters there's more reasons than that
2: <laughs> actually if, if, if I can give a shout out I've been using just a regular Dell Bluetooth mouse and I use that thing on my couches and just about every piece of furniture that I have I think the only thing it doesn't really work on is like a glass table nice. but oh, I've, yeah. I've dropped the I've dropped it plenty of times I've, I've beaten the hell out of this thing and it works it runs very well so just a simple $20 Dell Dell Bluetooth mouse I've, I've
1: done great use out of that oh, crap it's better than mine doesn't work on Jeans or nothing. What kind of mouse are you using? Track pants, though.
0: Are you using an optical mouse? Yeah. You sure? Or a laser mouse?
1: (laughs) Huh? It doesn't have a mouse wheel in it. Or the little ball thing. Whatever the hell you No, I
0: mean, like, okay, we'll discuss it later so I can tell you the difference between a laser and an optical
2: mouse. I bet you he's Uh, actually using a real mouse.
1: (laughs) 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 Just a small rodent. He works the Xbox controller.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, so yes, yeah, the Steam Control was definitely the the worst part of that announcement. I mean, I think it, it probably sounds like I hate the Steam Machine, but I don't. Like, I just don't. As a PC gamer, there's no reason for me to move. Actually, we did a poll, um, and well, we got some participation of you know what people we were thinking. The question was, "What is your interest? Was your interest level in the Steam ecosystem?" So for Steam OS, yeah, it was like it was like three, which is like you know people were somewhat interested in it. That was the average rating. Uh, Steam Machines was a little bit higher than that. Uh, it was like, you know, so it was like, well, actually, I think most of the responses were that people were interested, had a few people say, uh, you know, that they were really, really interested in it, but like a f- also a few people um, weren't interested in it at all. Uh, so, but like, well, was, the the average response. Was that people were interested in steam machines? Uh, the steam controller uh, was that had the lowest interest out of everybody. Um, the lowest interest, like people were kind of like, eh, eh, I guess we have to see what it does. Yeah, we have to see what it does first before people really get into it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got some additional responses to. Um, somebody said, "I already own a PC customized to my needs." and put an ellipse after that, so you know what that means. Sass. So, <laughs> um, then uh, somebody just replied Half-Life 3. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and um, and then, uh, finally, somebody actually wrote something a bit more. Uh, it says, uh, not interested in the new Xbox, and not interested in the PS4. However, my Steam library is gigantic, so I'd look at this as Steam is the only platform I buy games for now, anyway. And if the box is capable of running Netflix, Hulu, etc., which is pretty much, uh, which pretty much we all use on our, own, on our current Xbox, uh, it sounds right up my alley. So once again, this kind of sounds like an accessory for this person, because I, I I would get it for the same exact reasons. You though, technically speaking, for 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 like Hulu and Netflix stuff like that, I don't need to, because every one of my televisions has a device hooked up that can play Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. You know. Actually, my one TV here has three things hooked up to it. I can play all that stuff. So, uh, and I can tell you that PS3 has the best Netflix app. That's a fact. Definitive fact, by the way, just to let you know. But, um, yeah, so yeah, it sounds like more of an accessory for this person. This person's already, like, he. it's clear that he's already a PC gamer, too. So I'm curious to see, like, what console gamers would actually think about that. You know, do they care? They not care. I would, to me, it kind of feels like they probably wouldn't. That's what that's what I'm feeling. I'm not seeing any head turned, heads turned by this. The only I, console I, gamers that really know about Steam are probably the ones that keep up with PC gaming news, but the vast majority of them do not. They don't. Yeah,
1: I would have cared a couple of years ago, just because I, I did want to get into PC gaming because I knew there was a huge chunk of games that I just wasn't privy to because I wasn't willing to do all the research and learn how to actually, you know build a proper rig mm-hmm. so that would have been of interest to me I, don't, I just don't know how big of a, a margin I am of the gaming market right I mean with all the weird crap I play
0: yeah I know oh, yeah. yeah but we'll see I mean we, we have some time as they're supposed to come out in 2014 so we'll, we'll see how it goes Uh, but I guess that, um, that'll um that kind of wrap us up for this show I kind of figured we'd talk about the same stuff for the longest but next week we'll be back to business as normal hopefully hopefully some things will come out you know will the president of Zenga say something stupid will EA do something bad who knows we're in the <laughs> holiday season now so things are going to get quite interesting uh, let's see what's coming out though
1: Wind Waker HD's out tomorrow cause I'm on that
0: Wait, Wind Waker HD's out this yeah. thing here says Audio Surf 2 was released on October 2nd nay it was not released <laughs> uh, that uh, it's yeah no <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, it's going to be a good game when it's finished. It's early access for right now. I would not get into it at this point unless you really want to give feedback to the developer. If you want to give feedback to the developer, I would say definitely get into it. You know, I think you pay 15 bucks and I get you the game, but you get to play early access. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, it's It is very, very early. I don't want to hear anybody who buys this game right now say, "Oh, that game sucks," because it's not done yet. You know, but like, I warned you. I warned you. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's all I have to say. Um, Diablo four is out tomorrow. Oh, sorry, Diablo four. Diablo three for Xbox Live Marketplace is coming out. In case you didn't uh, pick it up uh, before, yeah. Uh, Beyond Two Souls is next week.
1: I thought it was already out. Or at least it's very no, soon. Yeah, it's
0: next week. Hmm. Um, Dishonored Game of the Year Edition is next week. Borderlands 2 Game of the Year Edition is next week. Uh, let's see. Hmm, anything else worth talking about? I don't
1: know. Wind Waker know. is the only thing I had of any interest this month. And
0: Pokemon X and Y coming out. I'm actually considering getting that only because it has the original three starters.
1: I don't care. Really? Man. I can't make myself care about those games, though, now. Like I always get super excited when a new Pokemon game comes out, and I'll play it for maybe an hour at this point, and I'll be like, "Oh wait, I can't stand this anymore."
0: Mm, yeah, I know that. I like, I don't know. Like it just I, cause I, I kept it with Pokemon for a while, but it just felt like every one I played it, just like I was like Gen One was better. Gen mm. One was better in my opinion. <laughs> it, it, you know,
1: well, I liked it because 150 was a nice manageable number. Even though I'm sounding probably like an old guy now talking about the good old days of Pokemon, <laughs> but. Just, I, I don't know I tried to catch them all around silver and soul silver and it was too much I think I spent yep. like almost a month on that and it just wasn't gonna happen like I, I just couldn't I couldn't handle it anymore to made me completely sick of the whole series like yeah. I'm too obsessive compulsive to play these and enjoy them unless I can get every one of them
0: unless you can catch them all exactly. you can't really catch them all can you no I'm not <laughs> you, super you human. Chase the dragon but you never <laughs> catch it. No, no. And then the dragon I, I, evolves.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh.
0: yeah. Well played, Nick. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it, but that will require me getting a 3DS, which that would be my first hurdle to actually getting one. You can get a 2DS.
1: Shut up. Yeah, thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. The Joel in my head.
1: Yeah, <laughs> don't buy that. Chinese knockoff cake looking foolishness.
0: Yeah, um, no, like I know. Like about it's like they time traveled back to the to the late eighties. You got it's fucking like Tiger ha- electronics to develop um, their uh I wish their, that
1: thing looked like Tiger Electronics. Uh dude. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but that's what's coming out.
0: Uh so yeah, well, on that note, we can uh well, we can uh end this thing. MASHCAST number one hundred. As as always, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on soundcloud.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, we're also on iTunes, uh, so you can subscribe there. We are on Stitcher Smart Radio for Android and iOS devices. Uh, you can stream or download from there. Uh, we're also on twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash smash those buttons, and youtube.com slash smash those buttons. I'll look for, I guess, our next poll around Monday or Tuesday of next week and uh this the the new match the mashcast is going to be out on fridays from now on so yeah there's that you have something to go into your weekend because we know you had nothing to do on the weekend so (laughs) hopefully this helps but yeah as always thanks for listening and uh we will catch you guys next week have a great weekend
2: everybody
1: let's never speak of the 2ds again